With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is check the wall chart. I haven't written it down. What's the day, Barry? 28th. 28th. <laughs> Monday, the 28th of November, meaning we are here to handicap the games for uh, Wednesday, uh, the 30th, which will be the conclusion uh, of Groups C and D. And joining us, we've already heard him full of uh, beans, as always. Um, Mr. Barry Penaluna, Baz, how are you doing? Not bad, thank you. Yeah, good. You were uh, absolutely wowed with me uh, new backdrop here. I told you I was up with me, Andy. There's yeah, already been an incident before we started because I've got another one of these, and I blue tacked them. I say me, I got the IT department to blue tack them all together, and they held for about an hour. I've just been on the mothership with Sean and Ryan. And they held then, and just as I was showing you and feeling all proud of myself, that one fell off. Um, so we'll have to reinforce the blue tax situation yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, but it's all right, isn't it? Every, yeah, up in your game every week uh, with the, uh, the backdrop. You, you need know, to get the uh, you... podcast with your, your scrumpled up blankets behind you and all This that. is all because. Who was it that complained about the scrumpled up blankets? Simon, Simon Matic. It's a lad I went to school with and... Still play a bit of fantasy football. He's actually he's in our one of our. Oh, is that him? Is that Matt O'Kay? Matt O'Kay. Yeah. He's, so he's in our uh, fantasy league. Um, but yeah, he, he had a bit of a grumble about your your backdrop and. and oh, he's cost me a fortune in accoutrements for me uh, <laughs> for me for me backdrop. Tell him he, uh, I want him to reimburse me. I mean, if you've he done better that. than I have. I've I've done nothing with my back. No, you haven't, Baz. Nosy cow in the background. You might have noticed. <laughs> uh, painting done by Helen. Uh, home 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 made that. I must admit, I bought these. I ordered these online. Uploaded the thing, Baz, and I assumed they'd be shit because they cost about seven quid. Yeah. And I tell you what, mate, top class. Uh, beautiful. Some better blue tack. That's the problem, yeah. Uh, I've got low quality adhesives, but um, this will fall off. What price, right, Baz, between now and the end of the show that this is still attached? I mean, do you want to take a, do you want to yeah, take I, a yes I, or no? I'll give you minus one ten each of two. Oh, I'd definitely take it. It's going to fall. <laughs> I, I was thinking I'd get about four to six <laughs> for it to, to fall down. So if you're giving me... I'll give you, you, know, I'll give you a good price, 10, mate. I'll, I'm happy with minus 110. I was expecting it to be minus 150, so... Honest, Mal. Okay, right, well, there's a, there's a little bit of live in-play action if that stays up. I'm going to have to sit really still as well because the more jiggling I do, 
the more likely it is to topple over. So uh, there you go. Um, so what a fucking terrible day gambling I've had today, Baz. Honestly, <laughs> um, oh, I don't even know where to start. I went, yeah, I went over for four. The short story is I went over for four. Tell you where you should start. Right go on then. What was your pick for the first game, Malcolm? Under two and a half, Baz. Under two point five. How many goals was in that game, Malcolm? Just the six, Baz. I would have lost six. if I'd Close. taken under five. Under five and a half would have been a loser. Um, oh, man. I'll tell you what. Firstly, there's not many greater pleasures. I, I'm going to start campaigning for a 10 a.m. Premier League kickoff because listening to the first game of the day in bed on the radio is a, what, a, that, what a great thing that is, Baz. Get up, have a cuppa take the Bairns to school and then return back to be pit and put the first game on the radio. Man, absolute life of luxury. I don't even care. That's worth losing uh, worth losing 20 quid under the two and a half goals for. This I'm is how you the half live, isn't it? This is, you know, you've got the life of Riley, you, Malcolm. Don't wasn't that when I was uh, humping stuff up four flights of stairs in Pilor Social Club on Friday night, though, while everyone else was socialising, Baz? It's a 24-hour society now. Um, if I'm going to have an hour in bed, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> under two and a half on that. The first two games of the day, actually, I don't think anyone would have minded losing money on because they were both nuts. They were fun to watch. Um, and this is why we're here. You know what I mean? It's sport. It's World Cup. Um, Cameroon, who looked perfectly happy to lose 1-0 in their first game, <laughs> didn't even try to score any point. Um and Serbia, who are pretty much always hard to beat, dour, big and aggressive. And they just played, a, it was like Kevin Keegan managed, uh, Kevin Keegan, yeah. Um, he was managing both teams and they played a three-all draw. Um, yeah, we're completely out of character. Um, Serbia was sloppy at the back. Cameroon went forwards. The real thing that stood out for me, yeah, Baz, um, apart from all the madness, was the Cameroon second goal. That was a very modern goal in terms of the VAR thing, wasn't it? Because yeah. everybody stopped. There's no way if he thought he was onside, he was going to do that. He stopped. That, that was it. He was not taking. He was not. He was chipping that in the way he did. Is a bit of like, oh, this is. There's no way this is standing. Yeah. I might as well do something stupid. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Where we're regularly, you know, commentators moaning about the lines and not putting the flag up and letting them play on when we we know they're offside. Everyone thought he was offside, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah, including him. They didn't really celebrate, did they? They all just sort of waited. Yeah. Nothing, despite the audacity of the goal, there was barely any celebration because we just thought, ah, this this is coming back. Uh, so, yeah, it worked really well, didn't it, um, for that? But as you say, um, there was no, you know, he was trying that purely off the back of thinking it was going to be disallowed anyway, so he didn't care if he looked stupid if he made a mess of it, did he? No. Um, and then two minutes later, they've scored a pretty much identical goal and uh, broke the offside trap. So yeah, I mean, Serbia scored two goals in injury time in the first half, the first time that's ever happened in World Cup history. Cameroon then scored twice in two minutes um, to get back. I saw people who'd cashed their um, Serbia to go two goals in front bet. I mean, that's the sort of look we can't buy at the minute, um, is stuff like that going on. Uh, is your feed still working, Baz? Because mine's just going to be dodgy. I can still see us up there. That's all right. Uh, I'm okay, yeah. I think, you, you bre- I think you yeah, you are breaking up a little. Oh, well, I'm, I'm okay. still here, everyone. Don't know where Barry is. I'm still here. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Now it's my it's my laptop that's died, Baz. Me, uh, 
uh, my secondary feed is still running so we're okay um, yeah so, so some people had cashed the, the Serbia to go two goals ahead um, but the in the second game um, which we're going to come on to in a moment Dion Dublin was commentating on that game or doing the doing the colour commentary on that game and um, Dion Dublin he they asked him there was a, a similar offside and he just started complaining. Like an hour after the most perfect example of why it's used, why the linesman doesn't put his flag up, Dion Dublin said, I don't like it. Why is he not flagged straight away? Like Dion, an hour ago, there was a thing that absolutely would have changed the course of the World Cup for two teams. They, and they then asked him if he liked all the additional minutes. And he said, yes, he did like all the additional minutes. It stopped time wasting. But then he said, but we don't want it in the Premier League. What are you talking about? Like, absolute madman. I'm saying stick to selling houses. Like, so that was the second game. Ghana three, South Korea Jury's two. Out a little bit, isn't it? I've, I've heard mixed on the minutes. On, on minutes, I love it. It's more football, isn't it? At the end of the day. Um, so I, I'm enjoying. It. I, th- I think it's right. P- pile it on. Give us ten minutes every game. More football, more fun. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, and it, yeah, it does seem to have stopped that much arsing about. Um, it's still quite arbitrary there's been one minute in some game but yeah I don't mind it at all like um, moving on yeah Ghana 3 South Korea 2 I took South Korea on the money line which at one point was completely notly dead and buried Ghana went 2-0 up um, again the, totally out of character really the, a couple of set pieces Jordan Ayew put a couple of decent balls in um, and South Korea looked vulnerable at the back South Korea had been in, on top at that point but I didn't really look like scoring Um I think they're really going to struggle to break teams down a little bit in possession. And then all of a sudden, um, Korea got two goals out of nowhere and it was 2-2. And Korea were the only team that was going to win. I thought we were live again then. Uh, Ghana then broke away and Kudus, who's looked really good actually, um, he got his second goal um, and put Ghana 3-2 up. So that was another losing bet. Um, This was the game, Barry, where you saved the graphic, I think, by by getting a lucky 2-1 winner. Yeah, I had two one for South Korea, um, scoring twice, uh, two or more. Um, so, yeah, again, struggling a little bit lately. So it was good to get that one in. But uh, I had a feeling it could be quite an open game. I didn't quite predict it the way it went. I, I would have certainly had a lean towards South Korea winning that one. Uh, but yeah, happy to pick up a winner there and, and a decent plus money, uh, plus two hundred for South Korea to score two or more. Yeah, I mean. Uh, after that what happened after that Brazil uh, struggled a little bit they beat Switzerland 1-0 Switzerland never threatened um, it's half time the, I think it was on the BBC they were making a good point that this is kind of what the Brazilian manager likes to do he really wants to be known for having this rock solid defence we've, we've mentioned several times about the five goals that they conceded in qualification. And that was kind of evident today. They huffed and puffed a bit, Brazil. They did miss Neymar. Fred for Neymar as a straight swap made me laugh a little bit. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's not ideal, is it? I just thought they were going to stick Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Jesus in. But now they went for old Fred in there. Eventually, uh, Vinicius looked like he'd scored, was disallowed for offside again, very correctly. Um, although they had to go back to find it. Uh, Richarlison was offside in the in the build-up. They got a late break too. Good goal from Casemiro and then missed two really good chances. Vinicius got himself in a good position 
and somehow decided he just made the series of awful decisions um, in about four seconds. And then there was another chance near the end. So Brazil probably should have covered. I took them minus one and a half. Couldn't get that one right either. Um, what was your pick on this, Baz? He was. I had Richarlison any time. Oh, um, yeah. He had one. There was a cross come across the box and he was there at the back post and slid for it and missed by a couple of inches. It would have been a tap in if he'd got there a second earlier. But other than that, not never really felt too hard done by it to lose that one and he was taken off after about 60 minutes as well and that was dead uh, so yeah a bit disappointed with that one I, fe- I felt with Neymar out and Rich Arlison had obviously got his couple of goals in the first game I think we've both talked Rich Arlison up as you know being a he's got a good scoring record for Brazil hasn't he that plays a different yeah, role absolutely. for them as to what he does in, in the Premier League um, we sort of both talked him up I, I thought getting Seven to four, I think, for him to score today was a decent shout. But just, yeah, didn't didn't work out. Whisker away on one one chance, but other than that, nothing. But I mean, who would have? I mean, as you say, the, the defensive side of Brazil looks to be what they're they're focused on, and that's good for you know one of my pre-tournament bets was um, Allison for the Golden Glove. So two clean sheets so far gets me off to a good start there, especially with players like Courtois. Haven't haven't let goals in, uh, you know. Argentina, Germany, not you know. Keep us uh, some of the bigger teams not crowning themselves in glory so far. So uh, good start for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you'd looked at those first three games and told us Brazil would be the the dowash show of the three, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a bit dull, wasn't it? The Brazil game. It wasn't. There was no excitement or drama, and it was a bit of a snow fest, really. After, but probably more so because. You know, we'd seen all the drama and excitement in the earlier games. It was a bit of a yeah. You, you did always get the feeling they were going to win as well. Like uh, they never really um, gave me the impression that there was going to be a shock in that game. Um, last game of the night, Portugal two Uruguay nil. Um, took Uruguay on the money line. Portugal were my fade. Um, I just want something to go right again. Benton Kerr gets a one on one from the penalty spot, and all he's got to do is slow it. There wasn't much in the game before that. Um, Misses an absolutely golden chance. Portugal get two shit goals in the second half. Uh, Ronaldo didn't score that one, did he? Did they give it to Fernandez? I think. Who knows? It's got to Fernandez um, in the end. Yeah, he, he was claiming it? it, wasn't he? He claimed. Yeah, it. oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He was away. He was away flexing his biceps. Granny, that bloke, like absolutely. And then uh, a horrible penalty. Um, even at one nil, Uruguay missed endless chances. Um, Cavani and Suarez both had opportunities. Darwin Nunez is a bit of an oddball. I can't quite work him out at the moment. Um, I kind of had higher hopes for him, but he looked a bit clumsy tonight. He was um, he was a bit of a mess. So you require that both games they haven't scored now. So as much as I'm, again, I think I wasn't miles away with the handicap. You require I haven't scored again. And um, Paul, I haven't changed my mind on Portugal yet. I still think a a good team are going to knock them out. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just have to see with that one. But um, what was your... Did you have a pick in this, Baz? teams to score, so again... Yeah, you were a bit more unlucky there because you really should have done, like... Yeah. As you say, uh, that wasn't, again, another poor game for the, the bits I've seen. I was a little bit busy out coaching tonight for a, a friendly game. But, um, you know, what I, what I did see and listen on the radio just sounded a bit... It all. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, in terms of the groups, Brazil 
are on six points, Switzerland three, Cameroon one, Serbia one. Um, Brazil, good to go. Um, Serbia now going to have to beat Switzerland um, in a game I'm not sure if they can. That's going to be the interesting one there. Uh, Cameroon can still go through if they, if they turn over uh, Brazil, but they've got their work cut out there. Um, in the other group, you Portugal... you the story with uh, what the Cameroon goalkeeper? Yeah, he's gone home, hasn't he? What? Oh, no, he had a Yes. Wait. Um, oh, no, no. Stolen, stolen from Alan Shearer on Match of the Day, that one. Wasn't it? But uh, you he, he was apparently told to play more more like a keeper and not a midfielder. Apparently he had 62 touches in the first game and about 25 of them were outside of his penalty area. Yeah. Some of them quite far up. But So he, he's, he's playing almost this like sweeper keeper. likes to get involved and get right up the pitch. Yeah, and apparently he uh, took exception to the fact that uh, he was told to stay in his goal and and keep keep back. So he just said, uh, "No, nah, I'm not having that. I'm going home." Doesn't doesn't fancy it anymore. <laughs> and, so, and to be fair, the the, the backup keeper looked hopeless at times against South Korea. Yeah, uh, no, Cameroon, Serbia, yeah, Serbia. Sorry. Um, yeah. So that's a bit of a strange one, you, you know. You, thought that a manager would possibly agreed before the tournament how he wanted him to play. And I think yeah. it's his style he likes getting right up. And, uh, Who does he play? Does he play for Lazio? Inter Milan, I think. Isn't oh, Inter. Inter. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, so I saw some people on, on Twitter saying that one of the goals came from a long ball that shouldn't have been a long ball and would have been a little bit different. But there's always these things come up. There's always someone uh, ends up going home uh, in disgrace. Uh, for somebody to obviously Onana has found himself in the barrel um, for that one. Right, okay, Baz, um, we need to get on to um, Wednesday's games, which will see the conclusion of Groups C and D. Um, the early kickoffs are uh, simultaneous, as we've already discussed here. Uh, the first game is Australia against Denmark. Australia are 6-1 to one underdogs here. Price are plus six hundred. Uh, the draws are eleven to five plus three twenty, and Denmark are two to one on um, minus two hundred for the Danes. So here, yeah, Australia will go through with a point. Uh, they sit in second. The, the, the group standings I'll give you: France have six, um, Australia three, Denmark and Tunisia are parked on one each. So um, Australia will go through here with a point. Um, unless Tunisia overturn France by loads, which they're not going to do. Um, I don't know if they're capable of defending uh, particularly well here. They they conceded four to France, which is fair enough. France are a very good side. They did. They beat Tunisia 1-0, but they gave up loads of chances. Bars. That was another... I mean, they talk about chasing me losses here. That was another both teams to score, but they went down. But Tunisia had chance after chance after chance after chance. Um, Denmark will have to go for it. Denmark need to win. Um, so I think it promises to be open game, as much as Denmark aren't really very attacking. Uh, they've got no choice into this situation. Um, I don't think Australia can defend well enough. I think this has got a lot of twists and turns, Baz. It's going to be a twisty, turny thing. Uh, I'm going to say they're over two and a half here. I think we've seen more goals today. I think we've seen a lot of late drama. We're certainly going to see that in these last games. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen um, 70 minutes onwards. Live betting might be um, something you want to look at for terms of 
um, extra goals or cards that are going to go over four and a half, five and a half. The teams get desperate, either defending or going to win a game. So um, I don't think Australia can defend quite well, but they have scored in both their games um, so far, Australia. I think they can do that again. So this could be one all with 20 minutes left and somebody, um, I don't know who, but someone's going to find a winner. I wouldn't fancy Denmark with two to one on. Uh, so I'll take the over two and a half bars at minus one ten. Interesting. I mean, I think Australia will be delighted, won't they, to get to this stage with three points uh, and in with a shout, uh, you know, with a draw of, of getting through. Um, I think both of us talked Australia down. Um, I didn't expect much from them at all. I haven't been impressed with them, but, you know, here they are. They've given themselves a chance. As you say, it's win or go home for Denmark, so easy sort of conundrum for them. They know what they've got to do. Um, I, I think, like you say, Australia do give up a lot of chances. I think in the first two games, they've, they've given up something like 11 or 12 shots on target to those two sides. And although they have scored in each of the games, um, I think they've only created three shots on target in those those two games. So, um, I, I'm, I know you're saying Australia can't defend, but it's got to be what they try and do, isn't it? I can't see them doing anything different. Um, but I think Denmark will break them down. Uh, and I was a little bit torn as which way to go. Um, hoping we get a, an early one from... Uh, Denmark and I've got Denmark half time full time at thirteen to ten. Half time full time Denmark. Do you think Denmark can get in front? Emily, yeah, like I say, um, get in front and stay in front. Get in um, front. I was considering the win to nil because um, although Australia have scored in those two games, I think they might have been a bit fortunate in, in terms of how much they've scored two goals from from not a lot of chances created. Um, so, yeah, 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 I, I was quite inventive, like nil. But I'll take I'll take the half time full time. So plus one thirty. Okay. Um same time, this will be a um what time kickoff is this? Three three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, three PM kickoff. So yeah, ten uh ten AM uh Eastern kickoff. Tunisia against France, Tunisia thirteen to two plus six fifty. Uh, the draw is at three to one, and France are the same price as Denmark. We've got three two to one on shots in this four game state uh, today. France minus two hundred. Uh Baz, uh, lead us off Tunisia v France. Um yeah, so it's another win or go home, isn't it, for Tunisia? Um we know they know exactly what they need to do. Uh have to beat beat France and it's a big ask for them, isn't it? Um, just looking at the standings again. So Tunisia on one point. Um, France have pretty much got nothing on it. It's a dead rubber from their point of view, isn't it, really? You know, technically, Australia could catch them and match them on six points. But there's a goal difference of about six to yeah. turn around. So, so France are pretty much locked into that first place. They're expected to make six or seven changes. Um, have you read that somewhere, Baz? Is that I've, you I've read, I have read that somewhere. No, I've, okay. I've read something that suggests there will be a lot of changes. Um, you know, media tend to get a, get a hold of these sort of things, don't they? Um, so, although it's a bit of a strange one. Although Tunisia haven't scored, they've, they've got to play on the front foot, haven't they? They've got to go out and, and have a go. And France have conceded the first goal in both of the games so far. Um so I'm going. With, I'm looking at that angle. They've they've conceded goals against um, both Denmark and Australia. 
early in the game. Tunisia on the front foot. We've got possibly a few changes at the back to, to sort of unsettle things possibly for France. So I've, I'm going with it, both teams to score here. I think France will probably win the game. Um, but I'm fancying Tunisia to, to nick a goal somewhere along the line in it, 21 to 10. So it's at plus 105, uh, yeah. both teams to score. Yeah, 21 to 20, Buzz. Um, yeah, yeah sorry, the exact same notes, Buzz, with the exact same pick. Um, fans have already qualified. They're going to rest a few players. Yes, I mean, they haven't got that many to rest. They've got quite a few injuries. Um, they have played well in both games, but as you say, they have conceded in both games. Uh, Tunisia can go through. They do need to win. They've been offensive in both games. They started on the front foot. Um Against Denmark, uh, they, they showed quite a lot of attacking intent, ultimately didn't score, and then somehow didn't score against Australia in that game that they lost. And they will want to, there's a lot of personal pride as well. You know, a lot of these nations aren't going to give up. Um, it's going to be a lot of these players' uh, last chance to play a World Cup game potentially. So they're not just going to phone it in, even if they end up down. They're going to try and get on the score sheet. Um, they ultimately won't be good enough to win, but I do think they can get on the score sheet, Baz. Uh, so both teams to score. Was my play, it's a team ride. Um, at plus 105, 21 to 20. Um, the late game sees the culmination of Group D, which is Poland against Argentina. Um, it's the first game here. Poland, uh, 11 to 2, uh, plus 550. The draw is at 100 to 30, plus 333. Argentina, 2 to 1 on. A similar story here, minus 200 for Argentina. Uh, Poland squeezed past Saudi Arabia, um, aided by a penalty miss um, and now they only need a point uh, to go through the, the standings as uh, as we speak our Poland have four points with Argentina and the Saudis on three and Mexico have won um, they haven't played really well uh, very well in, in either game as it happens they were they were held by Mexico although Lewandowski did miss a penalty in that one um, and I think the bad news for Poland here is that Argentina need to win the game. Um, Argentina have got the spectre of Saudi Arabia hanging around, so they can't um, they they can't just rest on the laurels here, Argentina, which I don't think is going to be good news for Poland at all. Um, Argentina did take that time to get going against Mexico. Uh, eventually, scored two good goals. Uh, Messi did the biz, and they can't risk playing for a draw just in case it doesn't go their way. Um, I felt this was really hard, Barry, to find a bet. I struggled a little bit. Um, however, Poland, I'm being great going forward. Like I say, they blanked against Mexico. Um, they scored one goal um, against the Saudis, a half-decent goal, and then they got a late penalty, um, a, a glaring error from a Saudi defender. I think Argentina win here. Argentina did defend well in that second game against Mexico. I've got Argentina to win to nil. Yeah, a Braz at a price of plus one ten. What do you think? Um, yeah, but not quite the same as me. Um, I've took a different angle, and it's, it's probably a bit against what what the form's telling us. I mean, as you say, Poland don't score a lot of goals. Four four in the last six games, I think it is now. Uh, and as you say, they have struggled to create loads of chances early on. Um, they've also kept two clean sheets. Which suggests you know that they're, they're, they're strong at the back. Um, historically, they've never kept a clean sheet against Argentina. Um, uh, but 
I'm hoping for an early goal in the game, and I don't care which way it comes. I just think an early goal could really open it up. Because if Argentina get that early goal, then Poland's situation turns full circle, and suddenly they've got to got to come out fighting. And similarly, if Poland get the goal, Poland then sit back. But but Argentina are going to have to keep coming at them. Well, I mean, Argentina have to keep coming at them either way, don't they? Um, so I think we could get an early goal for Argentina, and see Poland have to open up and have to play a bit more. Um, and I'm going for the over two and a half at plus money, uh, plus one ten, eleven to ten for over two point five goals, which probably doesn't fit well with your. Uh, no, we're kind of on opposite sides. Eh? Argentina can win three nil. Baz will be all right. It can, but I'm, I don't think that's what you were uh, angling towards, is it? But it's not what I was angling towards. But as we've already discussed, Baz, whatever I'm angling towards is very fucking unlikely to happen at the moment. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm doing the public a great service in uh, just fade. You pick the other side, people. Uh, you'll have a lovely Christmas, guaranteed. Um, take you through Saudi and Mexico momentarily. Once I've told you about our headline sponsor, um, the WinBet, which is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports bet and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Um, great promos, odds and payouts happening right now. Um, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 to win $100. Um, loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or old and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you want someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Four seven double zero. We've just had Baz the first sighting uh, on the World Cup Gambling podcast of the IT department. Um, if you listen to the MLB show, um, or if you're familiar with other sports gambling podcast network stuff, uh, you'll know that very often um, my equipment goes tits up because I'm a little bit backwards and I can't fix it. So what I have to do is get the IT department out of bed. And she has to come downstairs and fix it. And this happens regular bars on the MLB show. Uh, go on, once a week, I reckon, the MLB show. While you were handicapping one game, if I did appear momentarily distracted, it's because I had to mute my microphone, shout at the top of my voice uh, for the IT department to wake up. And then she has come back, she's fixed the laptop, and I'm back in the game now. So that's why the ad reads are 20 minutes into the show and not the usual, where they should be, because I've just managed to get everything back So. uh Heads yeah, up to I, the... mean, I did pick up on it. I could see you shouting. I thought you were talking to <laughs> me, you? but I <laughs> couldn't hear the thing. And I'm trying. <laughs> I'm thinking you need to bring yourself off mute here. And then I sort of seeing you glancing out to one side, and I thought, oh, he's got Laura in to come and sort stuff out here. Over or under like two and a half appearances for the IT department per week's normally a good shout on the MLB show. But I can't believe it. this is episode twelve, I think, of the World Cup Gambling Podcast, and it's the first uh, first appearance of the IT department. So. Maybe I'm getting better. Um, 30 minutes and 53 seconds into the show, Baz, and this post is still up as well. I'm, I'm getting that, concerned it's going to be another loser for the day of this. Well, yeah, that was, um, there was some extra jiggling involved then as well because I had to move around, move my chair for the IT department to emancipate the laptop from the desk and all that. So, um, Okay, we are still a Group D. The second kickoff, 7pm, 2pm Eastern time, is Saudi Arabia against Mexico. Saudis are 15 to 4 
a price of plus 375. The draws at 11 to 5, uh, plus 320. And the Mexicans are at 11 to 25, minus 227. So they're even shorter than all these minus 200 favourites we've had. Um, there's some parlay territory here. Um, if we if we were keen on some of these favourites, but actually we're not that bothered. Maybe France and Argentina uh, so far. But yeah, Baz, give us um, give us Saudi v Mexico. I think this could be quite a good game. Um, I think they're both in a situation where they probably have to win. Uh, I know Saudi Arabia can qualify with a draw, but that would require Argentina not to beat Poland. Um, or, or Argentina not to... Uh, yeah. Oh, Poland would have to beat Argentina. Uh, Mexico have yeah. to win to have any chance, don't they? So... Although Mexico have been pretty toothless, haven't they, so far? Not scored in the in the two games. Uh, but, you know, Poland and Argentina, two decent sides and, and two decent sides defensively. So, a really tough start to, to the, the group for, for Mexico. Um, I, I think Saudi, again, very much like Australia, Saudi will be delighted to be in this position where they're going into the last game on three points and with a real shout. And against... Mexico, you, you know, the the team they've probably got that hope to have the best chance against. Um, but Saudi do give up a lot of chances. Although they've only, uh, although they've, you know, had that good result against Argentina, they have given up a lot of chances against both Argentina and Poland. And I can see Mexico having a, a better chance of it this, this time uh, and having to be quite open. Um, it's very similar to my, my thoughts on the... Uh, Previous game where I think an early goal here could really open it up with both sides needing to look for a win. So I was looking at the over 2.5. I was surprised to see it as short as it is. It's 8 to 11. Um, but I've looked and, and you can sort of push that out a bit. If you go over 2.5 in with both teams to score. So we're looking at two ones. And okay, yeah. So we're just avoiding uh, a 3-0. Yeah. So you can push that up to 11 to 10. It's quite a big difference from the 8 to 11 for over 2.5. So I'm going uh, going with over two point five and both teams to score at eleven to ten plus one ten. Yeah, I think this would be a good game as well. Um, Saudi followed up their win against Argentina. I thought really unlucky against Poland. Uh, firstly, the missed penalty cost me <laughs> the both teams to score, but it also quite importantly cost them um, as well. And then the like I say, defender made a mistake late doors and. And Lewandowski got his penalty, but they played really well again, and they they did create chance after chance after chance. I think they they showed that that performance against Argentina wasn't a fluke. Like they're gonna they were gonna be competitive, and they played in the same way. They were aggressive, they were physical, and no shortage of skill and flair as well. I think they've been excellent, Saudi Arabia, and really it's no fluke. They they came top of that Asian section. Uh, they were better than teams like Australia and Japan, teams that sorted with a little bit of name recognition we thought would be better than the Saudis um, Mexico were one of my big fades um, probably alongside Portugal the two teams I faded the most and they are lucky to have a point I backed them to go pointless I think it was 33 to 1 as well Poland missed penalty and um, I'd be getting a little bit more excited about that they haven't scored a goal yet um, didn't really look like scoring against Poland and then didn't look like scoring at all um, against the Argentinians. Um, I've pretty much, the way I've handicapped 
both of these teams throughout the tournament have been forced um, down an avenue with this pick. It pretty much makes itself. Um, so you're going to go for it. Why not? They're on the verge of doing something really historic. And at the same time, they look like an excellent football team as well. This is going to be, Baz, one all after 70 minutes. And a lot of these games are going to go this way as well. And Mexico going to have to go for it. Sorry, you're going to hit them on the break. I'm going to be live betting a lot of stuff over the next three or four days, goals and cards um, late on uh, in games. But yeah, when this is one all after 70 minutes, um, Saudi Arabia are going to win, Baz. So I'll take the Saudis on the money line, 15 to four, uh, plus 375. I think I can get some of my money back because I think they were unlucky um, against Poland the other day. Yeah, no, but, um, nothing wrong with that. I've... I've... Uh, see, I, I'm taking the sort of overs in both teams to score hoping for a bit of a goal fest, 2-2 two, two or 2-1 two, either way, up, upwards of that. If I had to have a slight lean, I, I, I think Saudi Arabia can get out of this as well and, and, and pick up the win they need to go through. Um, and I'd like to see it, uh, you know, I think it would be good for the tournament to see one of those lesser fancied teams making their way through. And they deserve it after their performance against Argentina. So, yeah, I mean, I think back to that game, Last time Saudi Arabia went 1-0 up against... No, sorry, when they went 2-1 up against Argentina. And, and yeah. you talk about the in players, and that was when you sort of called it 60 minutes, get on the Saudi Arabian cards. And from none, in the blink of an eye, they finished with six. It's definitely Correct. a similar situation if Saudi Arabia do go, you know, nudge ahead late in that game. They're going to do exactly the same thing, aren't they? Just cynical fouls. Slowing the game down, time waste and everything. So as you say, definitely a few of these games will have those sort of in-play potential, won't they, where we, we know what's yeah. coming when teams have got what they need and they need to hold what they've got. Um, so yeah, definitely worth keeping an eye on the in-play and of course keeping an eye on the Discord channel, which has got all the uh, up-to-date chat on that sort of thing. It's always good to be around. Yeah, I've just finished talking to Sean and Ryan who wanted to talk about um, uh, the USA mainly over on the um the main Sports Gambling Podcast Network show. And I pointed them towards, uh, and I might point, this is probably for our US listeners, uh, because I think a lot of the UK fans will be on it. I call it, it, it it's uh, it's the Simmers special list, because um, our good friend Simmers is a huge fan of this play. And it is backing the goalkeeper of the team that are winning to pick up a yellow card. Um I mean, Nick Pope is a great example for Newcastle when the team gets ahead sort of inside the last, the minute the, the team goes 1-0 up and it, you know they've got a potential to start time wasting. Just back the goalkeeper to pick up a yellow. Brooks don't really, they're not really on it very much. You can often get four or five to one because goalkeepers don't pick up yellow cards in the normal scheme of things. Um, but yeah, when they start ambling across to pick the ball up for a goal kick, then going across to the other side of the box, tie both laces, undo a glove, kick the you know, the kick the studs off the post like that, like a horse, um, all that sort of shit. So the goalkeeper picks up a yellow card more often than not. Simmons is a big exponent of it. Kind of 4.30 on a Premier League Saturday when there's 15 minutes left. Um, that's a good time to say, right, who's winning? Let's get Danny Ward from Leicester. Let's get that Brentford goalkeeper. Let's get them all for a yellow card. Nick Pope, like I say, uh, a great example. So it's just something to watch for, particularly, like I say, US uh, US people. If you're not if you're not into card markets, um, then it might be worth a little look. And as Baz pointed out, uh, Discord um, 
at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's a place where all the shrewdies are in there um, giving you all the live plays as they happen. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, that's it. We haven't had any lifestyle chat today, Baz. Um, have you had the BFE today? Have you been? Uh, have you been okay? I've, I've not. I've been tired. I've been worn out. I, I wish I could have had the day off work today. I needed a day of rest to recover from the weekend, and I didn't have it. Uh, so I am pretty, pretty worn out. But um, I haven't had a drink today, which is which is a start. <laughs> and and I had my first uh, tin fish. No, did you? What, what? First tin fish Ooh. of the tournament with a bit Talk of. Tinned mackerel, mackerel in tomato sauce. It was for yeah. me this morning for breakfast. Oh, for breakfast? Uh, yeah, controversial. Eh? There How you did go. you prepare it? I'm, well, come on, we're having the full just full mackerel tin, yeah. in tomato sauce, tinned in yes. the tomato sauce. Take them yeah. out, mash them up, and eat mash it them up. Sauce. You've got to mash it up. Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? I don't mash mine up. Just flaked, flaked mackerel. And then sauce. what? Microwave it? No, no, no. Just cold. Had them cold. Cool. And on toast or anything? No, no toast. Just a just, a, <laughs> just out the tin. <laughs> did you eat them out the tin? No, or no, did you I put them? No, it did go into a bowl. You uh, see, that's it just... was just a. And did you put anything else on it? A little crack of pepper or anything? No, nothing. No, just, uh, you did. You were tired this morning, weren't you, Baz? Uh, uh, there was very little effort involved in my mackerel this morning. Are you saying I mean, I'm... ordinarily I'd had a. I'd have probably had it on a couple of couple of slices of brown bread, like toasted. But uh, this morning it was just I'm trying to have a bit of a detox. Look, go cut the drink yeah. for a few days, cut the carbs for a few days after uh, <laughs> a, a long weekend of excess. So, uh, but I, I say that, Malcolm, I, I must confess uh, the lifestyle change that you know it's one of those things you wake up in the morning, don't you? Full of good intentions. Yeah. So it started with a. a Bowl of mackerel. Are you going to uh, tell me you had a McDonald's? I had a busy, busy day. Uh, busy with work, busy with other stuff. And then this evening, had to take the eldest up for a game of football. We had a, a match for the under-13s, a team I coach. Uh, we had a match this evening. So I didn't have time to sort much out. Tea, didn't eat before going out, come back, take away. No, didn't, didn't Monday night well. take away. Went to the chippy and picked up some chips on the way home. And uh, so I started well, good intentions, ended badly. Try Absolute again tomorrow. Animals, Monday night takeaway. Um, not my tin fish. Like, I haven't had it on toast. What I'm, uh, in a dish, microwaved. I actually, Baz, you like this. I mixed a couple of tins last week. Uh, I had the tomato sauce, the sardines and tomato sauce. And then I had the sardines and sunflower oil. So I put them, but I had two tins, so I mixed them up. But I've judged it up a bit like a little bit of hot sauce, squirt of lemon juice. And then there was no mashing either. Um, like 45 seconds in the microwave, which is treacherous. You've got to put a bit of kitchen roll over the top um, because they, they will explode at the merest. So eight seconds in, you, you know, that pop, that pop and crackle uh, and yeah. like hot fish flying around the uh, kitchen isn't something the rest of the family... I mean, I'll give it a try hot in the next couple of days. I'm partial to hot sauce as well, so I'm surprised I didn't yeah. line up because I tend to put hot sauce on everything. Um, so that that I'll give that a try in the next couple of days. Yeah, squirt lemon, bit of hot sauce, bars. But yeah, you'd have to warm it up, like. And then if you get Why it on your toast... With, with sunflower oil. What, was that a mistake? That was an error from the IT department. Um, no, I was going to say, it's not, um, it wouldn't be an ordinary choice for me if, you got to go. No, to I wanted the sauce. And they, they do like the, there's the tomato one, but then there's a nice sort of mustard, honey mustard, kind of yellowy sauce, um, and then a spicy one, stuff like that. So, yeah, our housekeeping's been docked accordingly. 
um, steps have been taken. And hopefully we won't see that sort of thing happen again. It actually wasn't terrible, uh, but I didn't tell her that, obviously. Yeah, keep the uh, keep the equilibrium in the house and keep the upper hand. Um, right, thanks, Baz. That was fun. Um, let you uh, go and get some kip and recuperate slightly further. And uh, for your for your tin fish escapades, England play tomorrow night. Are you uh, just in the house or what? Uh, yeah, so ordinarily on a Tuesday night, I'd be coaching the girls under thirteens team for for my eldest daughter, uh, taking the executive decision to cancel football training tomorrow. Ah, yeah. Uh, so we did get a friendly game put in tonight so we've had a bit of a training match tonight anyway to make up for that because you can't have them under prepared before the league game at the weekend no absolutely so everyone's not. good to go uh, which means I don't have to coach tomorrow night which is a right bonus because Tuesday nights are always a nightmare I'm not very good at preparing uh, for things I just don't <laughs> so I generally get in from work and I've got an hour to try and come up with a training session and try and make it creative and, and fun for them uh, whereas tomorrow I can just come home and look forward to the football so uh, yeah that'll be me just at home with the kids uh, that'll be it what's helped me out Baz with the kids coaching is on a Saturday morning Bob and all his cronies go to a session put on over at Benfield School um, uh, so you just copy that You've got it. But I told him, I said, I said to Carty on Saturday morning, Carty, he plays for Ashton now, is it North? He's a really good Northern League player. Like, um, I said to him, you know, my Wednesday night sessions are just your Saturday morning sessions. And he went, well, where do you think I got them from? I just nicked them off someone else. So all this shit's just been regurgitated. Like, so he didn't seem to be to mind at all. So that's an absolute godsend because I like sitting, running out of ideas. It's a horrible feeling, isn't it? So that's what yeah. you need to do, Pat. You need to go and... Uh, Go and find something that you can just pilfer. I do find myself often, you know, once the the, the girls have started and they're in the middle of something, just my eyes drifting across <laughs> the other pitches, like, oh, what are they doing? That, their kids See look what like they're doing. Of fun. What what are they up to? Um, so I do often uh, pinch other people, but that's every. There's there's not many drills out there that haven't been done by someone else. You, you nah, know, it's find it on the internet, it? or you see somebody else doing it, or sometimes the kids bring their own ideas from stuff they picked up elsewhere or that sort of coaching sessions and things so yeah but I'll be nice not to have that tomorrow and just look look forward to the game yeah absolutely oh, yeah I think I'll just watch it in the air with the watch it in the air with the farm um, and see I had so I still think England should be okay but I do think Iran um, will turn over the USA tomorrow so yeah we'll have to see um, thanks Baz um, thanks everyone if you joined us live or if you're uh, downloading and hearing this back before the games good luck with all your bets um I'm going to endeavour to try and fucking win some bets. Uh, historically bad run at the moment. I reckon I've probably won about four out of my last 25 picks on here. Um, so don't knock it. Like I say, just take the opposite side. I mean, there's nothing not to like. So, But at some point, there's a heat of loading. So when it comes, uh, be ready for it. Um, usual place, sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, for all of your information on everything that you need to know in the sporting world. Uh, good luck with all your picks. Uh, we'll be back same time tomorrow after the uh, England and USA have learned their fate um, going forwards. But until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>